What's up, what's up, what's up? We're back. Today on Seeking Wisdom, we're going to talk about how to come up with better ideas. Damn, school me, Dave. All right, so how to come up with better ideas. Uh, wanted to do this episode because you and I were trading a couple messages the other day, and I said to you, there is a direct relationship between how much I'm reading and like you know, listening to podcasts and articles and books and how much I'm able to create things. Yeah, and like the quality you of your ideas. The quality of the ideas. Like yeah. if you look at anything I've written or anything I've done, there's a direct – like I was reading something. I was deep in a book, deep in something that's related to that. And you said, boom, you unlo- congratulations, you earned a point, you unlocked a secret. Man, Dave just unlocked a level, <laughs> right? And I had to point that out to him. Yeah. So he just took it up a notch. And it's something that is – Man, it takes a while to figure this out, yeah. and Dave figured it out quick. I wish I knew earlier, but but like we always say, there's stages. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you I weren't ready, now. Grasshopper. Um, and so, yeah. So the secret is really like how much you're consuming, and this is this goes back to you know one of your your big themes, which is like always learning. Yeah, this is why reading machine exactly. This is why reading is so important, and uh, you know I think you know I had said a long time ago that like at least for me, reading isn't about necessarily learning what's on the page in front of you, which I think people take it literally. Yeah. Reading is about unlocking the answers that you already know inside yeah. you. you actually, so this is, I'm glad you brought that up because this wasn't in my notes and this is one of the most important things is when I first started here and started to really get into reading, yeah. you changed my perspective on mm-hmm. reading. Mm-hmm. Like I used to try to read and try to f- remember every single fucking thing yeah. and little bullet in mm-hmm. a book. That's what they taught you at school. It's what they taught you, right? Mm-hmm. It's why you take notes. It's why you have book reports and mm-hmm. tests. And you said to me, look, how much does a book cost? Like mm-hmm. 12 bucks, right? Yep. If you get one thing out of that book, is that how is that not worth it? Yeah. And so that That's that nice. has changed my perspective on reading is, is you read to get one one little nugget, one thing you didn't know before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, you lower the bar, the expectations that you have, because we've been all taught in school kind of the wrong way. And I think this is one of the, the things that we get taught incorrectly uh, about memorization, about reading, about reading is the, the you're reading in order to remember facts. And that is not why you should be reading, right? right. It's a, it kind of forces it into something that people don't like to do. Whereas reading, I kind of see as almost reflection, right? Reading is almost meditative. Reading is something that is helping you unlock things that you already know or helping you remember those things that you already know um, and learning, figuring out how to apply them in your current yeah. context. And the other thing is like you and Noah Kagan actually mentioned this when we when we had him hmm. on the podcast, which is like how many times do you, when you do take notes, how yeah. many times do you actually ever go back and reference those notes? If you're Dave, you, you do it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, if you're, you're me, me, never, zero. For most people, yeah, you yeah. take, you spend all this time taking notes mm-hmm. and, and then never. you don't ever go back to no. it. No, but it, you know, it depends on your type of, the type of learner that you are, yeah. right? And so like some people are, uh, learn by taking notes, right? Like notes actually help them uh, learn and remember things. That's not me. Uh, some people remember things by talking about mm-hmm. them, right? So the, doing them, uh, via voice actually helps them. The audible version of it helps them. Some people, uh, neither of those things work, and uh, they're more kinesthetic learners. So they kind of have to like learn it physically, right? It has to be a physical uh, thing that they're doing in order for them to learn. And we're all different, right? I'm I'm not a kinesthetic 
uh, person. You know, I do learn by doing, but it's more I need reflection time and uh, yeah. in order to learn something. Yeah, I even noticed, like, I like to take notes and make lists. Yeah. But it, I actually surprise myself because, like, I, I force myself to go look at the list, but I actually I know it. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah. You no. already know. And this is the thing that you mentioned about books, which I think is important. Oh, yeah. So books are, I mean, I'm always harping about books because they're such a low... They're the cheapest investment. I'm always surprised by uh, when I talk to people who, you know, they want to grow, they want to learn, they want to get to a certain goal that they have in mind. And then I see and then I ask them and I see how little they are investing of their own uh, income in back in themselves. Right. And the number one, you know, return is always going to be to invest in yourself and learning and growing. And that can be through videos, that can be through reading, mentors. We've talked about lots of different ways. It doesn't have to be books. Books just so happen to be the cheapest, in my opinion, and uh, the easiest uh, to access. Tell me why, not me, but people that are listening. Yeah. Why, you still read blog posts. Yeah. We all do. Mm -hmm. But give me the, give me like a minute on books versus blog posts. Yeah, I, you know, I read lots of different things, magazine articles, blog posts, uh, anything that I can get my hands on, and books, of course. You know, books are just, it, it, it just comes down to, it's harder to produce a really great book. It's yet even harder to produce a book that will last 10 years, 15 years, that doesn't just show up this year and is gone tomorrow, right? So, like, because of that, uh, if you select books that have stood for some amount of time, you know, and have still aged well, those are books that probably have had more thought put into them because it, just because of the fact that it was a harder process. Yeah. Right? And, and it unlocks even more. Like for me, reading through some of these old books now, mm -hmm. it actually like has double the power yeah. because I'm like, damn, if this was true in the 1950s. Yeah. And it's still true today. Mm -hmm. This must be the thing that's worth following. Dave, don't tell them all the secrets. I got, man. We well, got, they, we, like we always talk about, we can tell them that now. If you listen to this podcast, you're not they, obviously. Uh, no, no, that's uh, but you this can, is the community. Yeah, you this can is tell, our tribe. These are the haters. You can tell the haters all your secrets. Yeah, but the reason that they're haters is that they're never going to actually do anything with it. No. So Dave has been deep in some 1950s books. Yeah. You know. Uh, Really deep, and really he's just deep. been leveling up. Uh, you know, it's unbelievable. Yeah, but 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 here's the thing: I actually haven't learned. This goes back to what you were just saying. Mm -hmm. I haven't learned anything new. Sure, uh, but it's been amazing to read five, six books all about the same topic that keeps like unlocking a new level because it's just like, man, all these five or six copywriters that were killing it in the 1900s, the mm -hmm. mid, you know, 1950s to yeah. the 1980s. They're saying the things that we know. Yes. Like, here's a, here's a good example. They're saying, uh, you know, marketers don't understand that the people that you're trying to sell to are selfish. Mm -hmm. Tell so me more. If you say that out loud, you're like, yeah, I'm selfish. Me, personally, as a consumer, I don't want your product. I don't care. I mm -hmm. want what's in it for me, right? But if you go look at 99% of people's marketing mm -hmm. or their ad copy or whatever, it's terrible, and they don't, they don't understand that principle. You know why? Why? Because they're being selfish themselves, they mm -hmm. being the the people who wrote the ads, and mm -hmm. so their you know their concern is how do I write the coolest sounding ad for me? How do I like create something that makes me look yeah. good, me the writer of yeah. the ad, and they're not putting themselves 
in the seat of the customer and figuring out what is their self-preservation. It's so true. Right? Another, it's just a, yeah. a, a tiny shift. It's being done out of selfishness, yeah. but it's the wrong person's And the other, the other one that like, just made me think of that is you know, the, other, the other piece of advice that I've gotten is from all these books is uh, you know, all your copies should be filled with pronouns. I, me, we, mm. but... That's strong. But all the writers out there, the writers, I'm yeah. using air quotes, will tell you... Your your stuff needs to be like journalism, you know. <laughs> yeah. And and if you're writing, if you're doing marketing for a company, like the only thing that matters is to be understood. And yes. it's amazing to have gone through and read that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, and the same is for not quote writers, but great writers, yeah. right? That's why um, you read some of the great writers, whether it's Hemingway or Faulkner or whoever, and you see their writing is very different than people today who consider themselves great writers, yeah. right? It's yeah. simple. It's under, you can understand it. That's why you could read it in the fourth, fifth grade in elementary school, and it still stands the test of time today. Exactly. Yeah. All right, there's two key points that, I, that we, we could talk about copywriting stuff all day, and we'll, we'll talk about some of those lessons on another episode. But um, two lessons that, that have to do with this whole, like, how to come up with better ideas. So yep. we've talked a lot about consuming, right? So the more mm-hmm. you're reading, the better ideas you're going to unlock. Mm-hmm. But the key... Uh, I want to read you this quote from from David Ogilvy, who's a copywriting guy that we talked about. He said, you know, the key to coming up with a good idea is that your unconscious has to be well-informed or your ideas are going to be irrelevant. So you need to stuff your conscious mind with information and then unhook your rational thought process. Damn! Go, go for a walk, take a hot bath, drink a half pint of, of whiskey, and then suddenly if that telephone line from your unconscious is open, a big idea will hit you. Damn, we need to print that out and frame that. Let's make Seeking Wisdom posters with But just you told that. me that's a secret, right? Yeah, that's a secret because I, I brought that up. I, I don't think I've ever read that, but I brought up something very similar, which is uh, you know, the technique for coming up with ideas uh, that I found works fan- fantastic is basically reading as much as possible multiple different genres and subject areas, ideally at the same time. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk more about that. Yep. Uh, and then, but, and people do that part. And then people do the, and very few people do the action part, but they skip this part in between, uh, which is you need reflection time in order for those ideas to gestate, in order for those yeah. ideas to take hold into your subconscious uh, and, you know, for different people, you can find different things that work for you. For me, you know, it could be walking. For other people, it could be running or working out. Uh, some people talk about the shower. You know, basically, the idea is that you're put in a place where you have nothing to do. You're bored. Uh, and so your thoughts, uh, you just let your imagination take hold. And all of a sudden, all those ideas that you've implanted, that you've kind of nursed along, they come together, Right. It's, it happens to all – it's the reason why your ideas come to you in the shower. Absolutely. This happened to me last weekend. I was playing golf. Yep. Was in the middle of reading this book, you know, then went and played golf. Yeah. And like in the middle of my round, I was like, oh, that's it. That's the idea. Yeah. just pulled out my phone and started writing the notes. And it's incredible how that happens. So you need to take that reflection time. So we need to talk about multiple books, yeah. which I think peop- some people get wrong. Yeah. Uh, along with – you know, this is probably the second thing, which is like the first thing that people get wrong is the thing that we're all taught in school, which is you, you read line by line, you you read in order to memorize facts. That's wrong. Yep. Uh, and so 
The second thing is that you read one book at a time, right? This single-threaded view. I think that's a, uh, a wrong, the wrong approach because it's also an approach that kind of like like the first penalizes you, right? It forces you like even if you hate this freaking book, like I'm going to force myself. I can only – I can't start another book until right. I finish this book. Which Be- is another thing that we didn't mention here but – the, you got to free yourself a little bit. And if you're reading a book and it's not hitting with you and you're not getting into it, yeah. get rid of it. Get Just rid because of it. somebody told Toss you it. you should read it. If you can't read it, if you're two chapters in and it's boring as shit, dump it. Come on. You spent more than 12 bucks on Starbucks today. <laughs> Close <laughs> yeah. the book. So this is something that uh, James Altucher has written about. Yeah. Uh, it's, he I calls it. it idea sex. And this is something that you do. You're always, you have like five or six books that you're always reading at once. Why? Like, what does that do for you? Yeah, you know, it, it also it causes confion because when people ask me like, what book am I reading, <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, uh, I don't know. I have, to, I have to pull out my phone. Dave asked me which book, and yeah. I have to like pull out the phone but, and but say do, like, do you I'm reading like, ten. Do you feel you're pull like? Do you get things from like common themes that you're pulling through all of them? Yeah. So I try to read uh, books of different types, so it can be nonfiction all at once, right? Nonfiction, several nonfiction books, which are usually. Uh, business related, yep. right, or gr- or personal growth related, I should say, because some of them could be fitness, some of them could be business. Uh, then I try to read some uh, fiction, uh, and then I try to read. I like uh, in the nonfiction category, but biographies. Try to read a lot of biographies, listen to a lot of biographies. We've talked about Shoe Dog and uh, Sam Walton's Made in America, but I have an endless list of biographies that I that I read. Uh, and the reason that I try to do all all of these different types at once is one, sometimes I get bored, you know, sometimes you're reading a book and it's not going anywhere and you're not in the right state of mind. And so then I just move on to, I just keep my place and then move on to the next book and I come back and revisit that book when I'm ready. Uh, The second is that I found that the more books that I have uh, going on at once, something that James Altucher calls idea sex happens and these different ideas from different places kind of like have sex and they come together and then new innovations are born of that. And I think, you know, innovation is usually, uh, innovation that I've seen is usually applying ideas from diff- that exist from different uh, realms, different genres together into a new application and that is the innovation. Yeah. I love it. All right, we, we need to wrap up because uh, it's getting close. So you, I think you have a meeting. We got to go. But last thing that uh, James Altucher mentioned What's that I think that? is worth – he said, you know, one of the things so – so if you do all this and, and you're having, still having trouble coming up with better ideas, here's, here's a little tip from him that you – Give know, me the tip. The tip is force yourself, like set aside 10 minutes every morning in your journal, blank piece of paper – and just force yourself to write down 10 ideas. I love it. The ten, We should come back to this 10 idea thing. I did it for a little over six months. I'll have to check my notes. Did it but, work? Uh, yeah, it worked really well uh, and forced myself to do 10 ideas. I had a notebook on random uh, thoughts. Yeah. Uh, we'll do another episode on this. So here, I want your advice real quick, though, before we go. I was going to do that, mm-hmm. but then I realized that from reading, that's already happening on its own. Damn, Dave is getting deep. See, I'm growing up. I'm He's a grown up. up. All right, we'll talk to you on the next episode of Seeking Wisdom. Go to iTunes, leave us a review. We have over 100. Some of our rival podcasts, they don't have any reviews. So keep keep giving us a head start. Come on, we got to hit 200. Yeah, then 500, yeah. then 1,000. We're taking over. Seeking Wisdom. Act like you know. Tell somebody. Five stars. See ya.
Come on, we got to hit 200, then 500, then 1,000. We're taking over, seeking wisdom. Act like you know. Tell somebody five stars.